0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, and thank you for being with us today. You are listening to an artist speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com. And there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competition, and our blog as well. Today our guest is Franz Griego. Franz was a winner in Contemporary Art Gallery Online's February Art Competition entitled Dreams. Franz lives in Los Angeles and started taking photographs in 2011. Friends thought that Franz had an eye and talent for taking photographs, and indeed he does. Franz has had his work exhibited at the Fullerton Museum Center, where the exhibit consisted of 10 pieces of trash and litter because he wanted to show that beauty can be very subjective. In 2012, Franz had a photograph selected for the Art of Photography show at the San Diego Art Institute. The piece was called Persuasive Shadows. The picture was a crumpled-up water bottle on the street with a perfect shadow and water droplets inside. Franz has a degree in ethnic studies from Cal State Fullerton and is currently entering his final year of law school, but doesn't believe he will go into law, as his passion is photography. Well, good morning, Franz, and thank you for joining us today on an Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, Franz, let's start off telling our audience a little bit more about yourself.
0: Like you said. I currently uh, live in LA. I was living in the Bay Area for the past few years and um, I've recently moved back to be closer to family. I'm just trying to work more on my photography, educate myself more about that. just try to do uh, more things as far as my uh, spirituality and so I'm even considering doing things like yoga and things that I've never done before. That's one thing I really appreciate appreciate about photography, is that um, it's opened my horizons to different things.
1: Well, Franz, when did you first become interested in creating your art?
0: Um, It happened in about um, 2011. Uh, My friend had a, a camera in the Bay Area. I just happened to use it one day. And when she saw my picture, she told me that she thought that I had good pictures. And, you know, I thought nothing of it at the time a couple of people started echoing you know her sentiments and so I started making things like calendars and purses clutches and you know different things with my pictures one of my friends happened to work at a museum at the time which I never thought about but she ordered a calendar from me it was, i think it was a bird calendar and uh, when she got it she called me immediately and said that i had some beautiful pictures and you know that she wanted to see more of my pictures And so I came down, I showed her my pictures, and she told me that she wanted my pictures, you know, to be in the museum. And, again, I thought nothing of it. I just thought people were, you know, just being supportive is something that I was passionate about. And about a month or two later, uh, she called me up. Her name's Kelly. And she called me up, and she uh, asked me if I had my pictures framed and matted. And I had no idea what any of that meant. So... She educated me a lot, she really helped me, she's been a blessing. I got my pictures together and that was a pretty tough process. It's about pitching, uh picking pictures. You know, I have about close to twenty thousand pictures. And at that time I really didn't know anything about what I really enjoyed about my pictures at that time. So when you have to take a picture away, like I had about fifty trash pictures that I started with, maybe a hundred. But then when you try to take them away, it just, each one of them hurts. It's like taking a, a sentence out of a paper that you have to write for school and you write for your professor and they tell you, you know, I need you to take out a whole paragraph. And you have to find that. And so that um, was a real difficult process for me and it still is because all my pictures mean something to me.
1: Well, Franz, was there a defining moment or an event when you decided that you were an artist?
0: The photography show. I started crying when I found out, and still to this day, I still don't know why, but I just had a feeling of joy for an unknown reason, and it was, you know, one of the best feelings of my life, and just to know that, you know, there was a lot of people, there's a lot of professionals there, like, it was about 17,000 entries from over 77 countries, and so, you know, luck has to play a part in that, because that's one thing that I... That I really um, appreciate about photography is that you can find anyone's picture can be beautiful. I mean, I've seen pictures on the Instagram. People take them on their iPhones and their camera phones. When people see them with my camera, you know, they always say, "Oh, you could take beautiful pictures." And they and they put put their phone out or their camera phone or camera. And I just let them know, like anybody can take a picture. You know, it's it's very subjective to me.
1: Well, congratulations. Uh, that was you know quite an accomplishment
0: just wanted to thank you uh, to um, Stephen Churchill and Lisa. I forgot her last name at the time, at the Art of Photography Show as well. They also do what you guys do. They promote the artists very well. And also the curator, Julian Cox. I believe he runs the museums in San Francisco. So I just wanted to give a thank you to them as well.
1: Well, that's good. You know, uh, it's always important that we have people in our lives that do support and encourage us. Uh, when we're doing the things that we have the passion for.
0: Yes, I, I totally agree, especially it, as an artist. You know, you always hear people telling things and saying things. You know, I picked up a book uh, when I got into the Art of Photography show because I, I wanted to be educated when I walked into that situation. And it just a, it's a very inspirational book, and I carry that with me. I read it, and that's one thing I also appreciate about art. It challenges me. It pushes me over the edge. And the other day, I had to cross these railroad tracks. It was like the Stand by Me movie. I had no idea if you know, if a train came back there or anything like that. And I saw, you know, a young gentleman with a bike, and I asked, "Is it safe to walk across here?" It was like a little thin grill, and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's been out here for about a hundred years." And I was just thought in my head, I don't really like heights, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. And the grate was shaking and everything like that, and. I had one foot on the grade, one foot on the train tracks. But what I thought about as I was doing it, and when I when I went across, is that I was that passionate about getting that picture, about being a photographer. That you know, it pushed me past my fears, and I really appreciate that.
1: Well, Boss, let's uh, tell the audience about your artistic process.
0: Um, it's just really all a feeling, you know. For me, I I wake up and go to sleep thinking about it. I'll just get in my car some days. Like, for instance, when I was in the Bay Area, they have a good um, transportation system out there called the BART. And when I first started taking pictures, I would just get on there because I was new out there, and I would just go and take pictures at random stops. I mean, I walked so many miles that I got a hole in my sandals. You know, it was just miles and miles, and I was just taking pictures and just different pictures and just you start – at least for me, I started finding out more about myself. I can even look at my pictures and see about what type of mood I was in. You know, it, for me, it comes down to the music. I just pick a destination, and then I just start walking, and then I take pictures of whatever sticks out to me. It's just a, a certain feeling. It's not anything that I I really think about at the time. It's just I get a feeling. And I run with it, you know. Unless, of course, like I said, if I'm looking for things like graffiti, I really love water, and so I really try to find, you know, different water situations. Um, I'm thinking about getting a water camera so I could take pictures underwater because I just they're very serene and peaceful, and I just really like it. And I think this gallery is having a, a water contest, and so I'm really excited about that. And unfortunately, I don't think I could use this bubble pictures. And it's one of my favorite ones, but um I'm really excited about that contest.
1: Well, is there an artist you believe that your work is similar to?
0: I think I'm really compare myself to any. saying her name right she did tell me that she thinks my work is like hers and I did check her out and she had a a project I think it was called the Anderson's project to be like that to make political statements uh, with my pictures because a lot of times you know if you talk political people argue or they get offended but I see with the pictures like people can get their own interpretation from that and I think that's, um, that's very powerful when I was in the Bay Area. They had the Occupy movements up there, and I got, you know, a lot of wonderful pictures from there. And so I could see myself really, you know, doing more things like that in the, in the future.
1: Was well, there a photographer that you admire that you believe has helped influence you in your art?
0: Um, No, I, I can't really say that there's a, you know, there's a photographer. My, my uncle, he is a photographer. I, I guess it's in the, you could say it's in the bloodline. Like, he's done that his entire life, and my cousin, He he's a photographer as well. But it's nothing that we've ever talked about or anything. They, they came out here last year. My grandma passed away, unfortunately, and they came out here. But that was the first time we, we talked about pictures and stuff like that, and it was, you know, it was really cool. But as far as influence or influential people, I would think that it just comes from my support system, you know, my friends and my mom. And, um, people like that, and I've had, um, I will say Michael Gast, now that I think about it. Uh, I took a community college class to work on my writing skills, and during that class, the professor's name was Jennifer Koss, who was at a Mesa College in San Diego, and she connected me with uh, a Michael Gast, and I was doing a video for um, a research symposium on stereotypes I was doing at the time. and I was doing a video project, and he I would say that he opened my eyes to, you know, images and being artful because I never had done music. I never had done a video. I had never done anything like that, and he taught me how to edit it and all those types of things, and so I believe that was really impactful to me. I still send him letters every now and then. He still is kind to me, and, yeah, I would say Michael Gass makes a college.
1: Well, Franz, uh, your photographs are quite stunning, and they all seem to have a message. Tell the audience, are you looking for the message, or, or how do you come up with those messages in your photography?
0: I think sometimes the messages, they just they just come out. And sometimes, you know, if you go to, a, to an event, then sometimes the images are already there. Like one of the images that I submitted was um, the Barbie dolls, uh Ken dolls and that was at the gay gay pride parade or function in the San Francisco area so things like that are kind of set up that way but not really set up that way I try to never stage my pictures I don't put things together I, I don't place them in certain areas I try to be natural I haven't really classified myself but I've looked up you know different type of photographers and I would consider myself a natural light photographer I just um they either come to me or I see things and then they come to me. That's that's how that works. When I when I see my pictures, as far as the ones that like the American flag one, I just at that time I just took that picture. Later, when I looked at it, it had a deeper meaning to me. Um, one of my friends, he actually named um, his name's Colombo Black. He actually made a song for me for um, for my first showing at the museum, and he told me that he made the songs. He made the song directly from looking at my images. And when I listened to his song, it was exactly what I was thinking about and the art I was thinking about and the beauty I was thinking about. Like, he hit it dead on. We never spoke about anything. I never spoke to him about my vision. He never spoke to me about his vision. He just was able to do that. And I've had another friend that was able to do that. And so I really liked the feeling of being able to um, talk to people, you know, and whatever appeals to their own senses. I like that, and I, I sometimes I really don't like to title my pieces because I really don't want to lead people into a certain way. And so I tried to just leave it out there so people can get their own interpretation.
1: Well, Brons, I think this is a good time for a commercial break, and then we'll talk more uh, about your artwork in the next segment. Perfect. And I want to remind our listeners that you can view and purchase. Fonts Crego's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Artist tab, and then on Fonts' name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you are an artist looking for gallery representation, a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. Please stay tuned for some exciting information at the end of this show regarding the Miami Art Week coming up in December of this year and how you can join Contemporary Art Gallery at this largest art show in North America. And again, to view Frantz's stunning artwork, to listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of art, please click on the Artist tab and then on France's name. Well, Frantz, you mentioned, uh, I believe, the Equal Rights Photography. Uh, let's talk about Dreaming Orange. Where did you come up with that photograph?
0: Um, That one came from, I believe it was like a type of craft fair in the Bay Area. They have a lot of stuff going on out there. Um, It's one thing I really miss about there. They just, you know, from the flea market to a farmer's market to a fair, they just always just had random things going on. And um, I just happened to walk upon it, and I really just, I love the reflection, and I love the colors, and... You know, initially, I didn't even see the the graffiti um, thing you see in the back or, you know, the multicolors, and it just, it was very beautiful. And um, I had my friend who prints my pictures. His name is James. He works at, at Chrome Digital in San Diego. He brought out that picture. I used it for one of my shows before, and it just, the orange was just, it was really stunning. Obviously, I don't wear um, high heels, but that picture right there is, I I love that picture, and um, I've gotten a great response from that picture.
1: Well, I certainly enjoyed it, too, and you're right. The colors are very dynamic, and you have, you know, the the background is very intriguing. So it was just a very, very interesting shot.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And the other one of your other submissions was American Dream. Uh, Tell the audience about that
0: photograph. American dream that was um from my previous show at the Fullerton museum Center um The show was called Autonomous Anonymous, and it was one of the um, you know the pictures in the show and it, um as we discussed before, it was ten litter pictures, ten trash pictures and I just wanted to show people that you know trash can be beautiful, you know a lot of times people don't notice the beautiful qualities even in ourselves. On other people, we get walked past, people may not smile at us. And so that's how I kind of, you know, related to that whole thing. I felt like these things were still beautiful and people just threw them away, walked by and ran over them and, you know, didn't even notice it. And, um, I was really trying to, um, bring out that, that feeling, um, through those pictures. That's where I came from.
1: Well, France, was there a message in American Dream?
0: Yes. Um, that picture was from a, sh- a previous show. Um, at the Fullerton Museum Center, and it was called Autonomous Anonymous. And, again, I was just echoing beauty is a subjective viewpoint that is shaped by what people experience. In return, I wanted these images to mirror American society. And I hope that the pictures as well spoke to the experiences and and the languages of the people who encountered them.
1: Well, in another photograph that you entered into the February art competition was Endless Road, one of my personal favorites. Tell us about Endless
0: Road. Um Endless Road that was um actually I was out with um one of my friend's kids and actually she was the one that actually you know she was pointing out different things to me that day and she was like you know, take the picture and you know when I looked at the the road you could see the shadows. You know, I was really into shadows at that time on i I still am and um it just had the perfect shadows all the way down if you could see at the post and it just had this long windy road that seemed to just go out past the picture i I love that picture as well because it gives you a feeling and and that one i I don't think that in a sense it's um you know any type of political statement in that one or any type of statement at all i think it's just more of a feeling that you get and um I, li- I like pictures that give feelings of serenity.
1: Well, I know, Chris, I-, I will admit I do enjoy a lot of artists will paint roads or take pictures of roads. And to me, the feeling I get is the future's ahead of you and it's looking forward and, you know, not looking behind. You're looking forward and the, and the road is endless and you can create or do whatever you want. And, that- and that's certainly what I take away from that photograph.
0: Right. And I, I like that because, you know, my thing is I'm really I really like the word autonomous and you know, I like people and things that do their own thing. I like people who are outside the box and so I think that picture, you know, represents um that very well.
1: Well and your winning piece was called Bubbles. Tell our audience about bubbles.
0: Um, oh, that's one of my favorite pictures. That was a that was also in the Bay Area. And that's actually a koi pond. If you, if you look at the picture closely, you can kind of see the koi fish underneath. And if you look in, inside the bubbles in that one, I'm sure most people don't notice it, but you can actually see a reflection of myself and all the bubbles. And I really, really like that one. And, it, again, it's peaceful. It's still. I love water that you know is moving, but you can freeze it. I love that. I love that feeling, and that's something that I'm really fixed on right now. Is just um, freezing water and and different and different atmospheres, and that that's that's absolutely one of my favorite pieces.
1: Well, Franz, do you have a, a philosophy about
0: your art, or an art philosophy in general? Um, I think my my philosophy is I try to stay, you know, again as close to that definition as autonomous, and I try to. You know, create my own standards. I try to, you know, just go by what I believe, and I think a lot of, you know, artists do that. I'm also trying to just be real. I like my pictures to be real. I, like, again, I don't want to, I don't stage my pictures or anything like that. I haven't gotten in, into staging my pictures. I'm not saying that I never will because I really like, um, mannequins. I want to work with mannequins in my future photography. But, um, I just like my pictures to be really real. What you see is what you get. And I think that that's something that I appreciate about myself and the people around me is that they're people with character. And, you know, there's a quote that I use from Helen Keller, and she talks about character cannot be developed in ease and quiet only through the experiences of trial and suffering. Can the soul be strengthened, vision cleared, ambition inspired, and success achieved. And that's exactly... What photography and art has done for me—it's, you know, it's strengthened my soul, it's cleared my vision, inspired my ambition, and I'm achieving success right now. And so, I I really um, appreciate it for that. I've never done anything that gave me a better feeling than this. It's just um, it's unbelievable. You know, I have passions of helping people. And that's something that I've always wanted to do, and I I can see ways to where my photography, to where I can help other people. I want to be able to do that, maybe bring it into the schools or help people send pictures to their families that they can't get a hold of. It's a couple of things that I'm doing right now, but I just really want to be able to do that. I want to be inspirational with my pictures. I want to build people up.
1: Well, that's a great sentiment, Bronson, and, and your your photographs, I believe do, do that.
0: Thank you again.
1: You know, one question I haven't asked is what kind of camera do you use?
0: Um I have a, a Nikon D thirty one hundred. My preferred lens that I use is the, the fifty five to three hundred millimeter. I want a I want a bigger one, but it's very expensive to get the the higher end lenses as I found out. Fortunately for me my birthday is coming up so maybe I'll get a you know, a special gift from somebody.
1: Now do you develop your own pictures or do you have those done elsewhere?
0: Oh yes. Um I don't develop my own pictures. Again, I go to uh I have a friend, again, another inspirational person. A lot of the people that I use for services like framing and doing my pictures, these people have helped me as well. And uh my friend James, he um uh, he owns Chrome Digital in San Diego and he hooks me up, he gives me discounts and hooks my customers up and so I, I do everything through him. I trust him. Like I believe in creating um, personal relationships when you're dealing with people because then their word means something to you. Uh, I run into a lot of people who don't have follow-through. This gentleman has never let me down. I'll, I'll always go to him.
1: Well, France, we are nearing the end of the show, and I always like to ask the question, is there any advice that you would give to those artists just beginning their professional career?
0: Um, the first advice I would give would don't take any. You know, take take your own advice. I mean, I have so many people that they just want to give me all their advice and they tell me what I need to do with the art. And I always tell people, you know, you could be my manager. Just show me the way, show me how to get there, and and I will trust in you. So you you just have to be able to trust in yourself and surround yourself with positive people. And I think you have to also be aware of of what's out there. One of my words I like to use is discernment. You know, you have to be able to decide what's right and wrong and who's good and bad and not saying that you can't deal with certain people. It's just that if you're going after something, you really have to have, I wouldn't say like-minded people, but you need to have positive people, people who are going to support you and also people who are going to tell you you're going off the, the wrong track. You also need people to be honest with you, but you need them to be loving. I feel that's something that we're missing in today's society and the world is compassion for people. I just think that people just need to be more loving to each other. And I think that my pictures, I'm able to do that. I don't think people may be as welcoming if I walked up to them and I wanted to talk to them about happy thoughts and about my bubbles and giving them hugs and kisses. But with these pictures, people are able to accept it. And I just think that we really need to be more compassionate to one another.
1: Well, I agree, too, and I think that's uh, that's some great advice. And, Franz, I want to thank you for joining us this morning.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, and hopefully I'll be talking to you again.
1: Well, I'm sure we will, and I enjoyed speaking with you, and there certainly is no doubt in my mind that we'll be hearing much more from you as your professional career progresses.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Franz's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some art, please click on the Artist tab and then on Franz's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is going to Miami, and we want you to join us. In the first week of December of this year, the artwork will descend on the sandy shores of South Beach, the bustling downtown of Miami, and the influential art and design district. Thousands of collectors, dealers, curators, and artists will be feverishly soaking in the creativity of artists from around the world. The five most influential art expos chose Paradise to be the backdrop for galleries from around the world to display their best works of art. There you will see works by some of the most prominent artists as well as that of emergent artists who show a strong point of view. Last year, there were over 21,000 collectors, curators, artists, connoisseurs, and designers during opening night. Over 80,000 people attended over a six-day period. Besides thousands of people viewing your work, many of the attendees are in a position to purchase your work. This is an exclusive and important chance to expose your work to people who have the ability to put your career on the fast track. Don't miss out on this excellent opportunity to learn more about how to join Contemporary Art Gallery and reserve your space at the largest art show in North America, go to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and click on the Miami Art Week tab. But don't delay. Space is limited. And Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday, so we will meet again in two weeks. Thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.